Hello everyone, welcome to another IMCO in 5 minutes. My name is Jonathan Chan. Today is Friday, January the 26th, 2018, and we will be talking about bad sex and the Me Too movement. So it appears that comedian Aziz Ansari recently joined the Harvey Weinstein camp in becoming the latest to be accused of sexual assault. It all started with a Babe.net interview when an anonymous 23-year-old woman who chose the alias Grace claimed that after a lengthy reflection of her uncomfortable dating experience with Mr. Ansari, she came to the conclusion that their sexual encounter was sexual assault. After this interview was posted on Babe's website, a firestorm of debates from media outlets such as CBC and CNN ensued. For example, from a CBC article, Carrie Lucas of the Independent Women's Forum said Ansari believed that everything that occurred with his accuser was consensual and welcomed. Lucas wrote in an email, Now his reputation is in tatters. Is that really fair? Sarah Hosani told the CBC otherwise. There is some really murky and confusing sexual territory here that we haven't really talked about yet collectively as a society, she wrote, adding that the woman's account in Babe was disgusting and cringeworthy. What she experienced with Ansari is not okay. But she asks, do we have language yet for intimate encounters that teeter on the edge of absolute sexual assault or abuse? She wondered, I don't think we do. We lived in a misogynistic world with a misogynistic sex for so long. We thought this bad sex was normal until someone spoke up and said, this is not normal. This is not okay. Like most of you, I've been following the events surrounding the Me Too movement. The Ansari Grace headline was the recent one. In my observation, I noticed two words that usually appear in every news article that I've read. Sex and consent. The Me Too movement galvanized conversations on sexual abuse and violence against women, and rightly so. I would like to add that the Me Too movement also sparked a necessary discussion that often gets overlooked. The definition of sex. Okay, before you hit the close button on your podcast, hear me out for the next three to four minutes. You are right. Christians have long held the reputation to be party poopers or boring frozen chosen neuter bunnies because of the Christian rules and criteria surrounding sexual engagement. But hear me out. I want to reiterate that it's the Me Too movement that has invited us to the conversation table with everyone else. We agree with everyone else that we need to figure out how people, when they engage in sex, ensure that the experience is not only for personal, intimate pleasure, but also give full respect to the personhood of the other, so that neither person is violated, abused, or assaulted. The purpose of why I want to offer a Christian opinion today into this conversation is to hopefully help remove some of Hosani said, to remove the murky and confusing sexual territory. So here's my Christian opinion. Theologically, whenever I talk about sex, my favorite scripture to use is found in what I call the sexiest book in the Bible, the Song of Songs. The two phrases go like this, my lover is mine and I am my lover's. The woman who spoke these words defines sex as more than just some bodily function that gives pleasure. To the woman, there's a give and a take when two people have sex, i.e. both lose something and both expect something in return. To her, when she has sex with her lover, she believes that she loses something that makes her who she is, her personhood, while at the same time, she gains her lover's personhood. So when they have sex, there's a prior implied contractual agreement where each person is saying, I am yours, but you better offer yourself to me in return. Sex for this woman is more than just pleasure followed by plumbing. If that transaction does not occur, 
If she gives but does not receive back, then the lover exploited her, violated her, and in our modern terms, assaulted her. To contemporize the situation, we would say that between her and the lover, there was no consent. Practically, let's return to the Ansari case and the Me Too movement. I believe one of the reasons that need to be considered as to why the Me Too movement came into being is that this movement is a reaction to what sex has now become. If you tune into a pop radio channel and listen to the lyrics of some of the top 20 songs, sex is defined as merely having pleasure for oneself. The Me Too movement should force us to revisit what sex actually is. It's a wonderful engagement where not only does it give pleasure to both persons, there's an exchange of personhood. The many voices of women who courageously share their stories of abuse affirms that sex needs to be redefined that way because too many people have been victimized. They sacrifice their personhood without gaining the other's personhood, i.e. the consent was broken. Sarah Hosani said that we've lived in a misogynistic world with a misogynistic sex for so long. Well, may I suggest to Hosani that maybe the best way is to borrow the definition of sex from a woman instead. A woman back in 900 BC. She says, Dear lover, when we have sex, you are mine and I am yours. Could this antiquated and old school view of sex from a young woman back in the Song of Songs give people second thoughts before they both head up to one's apartment? Could her view propagate respect between two lovers, clarify consent, and just maybe prevent people like Aziz Ansari in treating people like sexual commodities or pickups? Could this antiquated old school view from a woman in 900 BC make sex awesome and wonderful again rather than having any notion of bad sex? That's my opinion. I'm Jonathan Chan of Company Disciples, a ministry for business and working professionals to empower them to become exemplary leaders by connecting God's work with theirs. If you're interested in knowing more about what we do, visit our website at companydisciples.com. Till next Friday, have a blessed weekend.